how are we able to take a very commoditized product and turn it into a $40 million a year business? It's because of product positioning. Now we have made the product better, but even more importantly, we've positioned the entire company, the entire brand, the entire product all to one level of positioning. And that's what I talk about in this presentation that I gave at our private mastermind for successful e-commerce entrepreneurs called the Tycoon Tribe. So I call this presentation the three levels of product positioning. And so over the next three days, I'm gonna release one part each day. Today is part number one because each one builds on the next. And so I believe there are three levels to product positioning. Each one gets a little bit more difficult, but also way more profitable. And the highest level of product positioning, the part three of this series, is the one in which massive brands are built. I mean, if you look at right now, for example, like a Monster Beverage or Coca-Cola, they produce a net profit margin in some years of around 25%. They're selling physical goods all over the place. It's not like they're selling you know, digital software or something where their cost of goods sold are almost nothing. They have massive infrastructure they need, and there's products that they're shipping, they have cans they have to buy, ingredients, yet they produce some of the highest profits around. How is that possible? It's because they have that third level of product positioning, but you have to get through the first two. So enjoy part one of the three levels of product positioning. This book is about 20 years old, uh, old school kind of marketing book. And at one point I was kind of looking at like, when I was, you know, went down the finance rabbit hole, but I was like, what are the best books on marketing ever written? And this was on a few different lists and I had never heard of it. So I picked it up and read it. How many of y'all have read this book, by the way? One, Philip, uh, Justice, two. Okay, cool. That's what I would have figured. Like, this doesn't really show up if you like look at the top list on Amazon and stuff like that, if you're just looking at business books, because it's old. Um, but it's really good. And I feel like, especially for us selling consumer products, it drives home a lot of really good points. And some of the stuff is, it's not you know, black and white. Some of the stuff you have to wrestle with a little bit um, on the positioning side. And so I believe, especially after combining what I've learned from this, building our own businesses, looking at all of most of you all's businesses, I think there's some really important lessons here for us to take in deciding how to build our brands and where we may be finding some of these breakthrough points that could be holding us back right now. Because a lot of us in the past have built brands that were kind of built for Amazon. Um, but I think if you want to expand outside of there, and in general, even if you're outside of Amazon, to build a bigger brand, you've got to start thinking a little bit differently. And so I think the basic level of quality is the late, great Charlie Munger. Uh, he said, don't sell anything you wouldn't buy yourself. And so if you're not at least doing this, which I think pretty much everyone is in this category, like that's not why we're here. Um, What'd you make us say? What was that from? Shopify. Oh, shit. <laughs> How much you make? Uh, 79.98. Damn, what was it? About two flashlights. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll barely get you your bus ticket home. <laughs> um. <laughs> so that's the basic level of quality. I think pretty much all of us meet. If you don't have a product that you wouldn't buy yourself, like what the hell are you doing? Like that's basic level of quality. It may not mean that it's in the same market you're in. It's okay to sell products that are not something you would actually use. But if you were a customer that you would use it, I think that's the basic level of quality that we're after. And I think pretty much everyone in here meets. And so I'm calling this, it's kind of the three levels, the base level, let's call it uh, please, as in you're pleasing the customers, not doing anything crazy, 
pleasing the customers. That's kind of the basic level we're after. Um, and then that starts also, I think, going into what I'm gonna get into uh, on this first level is not just the product quality itself, but when you start thinking about like the branding and the packaging and the website and those kind of things, and from what I've seen in here, there is some work to be done there. Even if your product is fine, there may be some work to do that you actually have a product you're proud of from a branding and packaging, that sort of standpoint. That is another opportunity that I have seen with people in this room, even though your product is actually good itself. You know, I started my first e-commerce business in 2009. I started off selling other people's products, high quality health supplements, big name brands with tons of research behind them. And then I went into private labeling my own products. Um, and then I ended up before then actually drop shipping, then private labeling. And then so down this route, uh, my first private label products look something like this. Uh, terrible. Uh, this was actually one of our competitors, I think, from back in the day. But uh, these little junk kind of weight loss supplements, I spent, wasted too much of my life trying to sell products like this that I didn't really believe in. The packaging was terrible. I guess Callie's back there. Callie remembers sitting in our living room. Uh, I was in such a hurry to get the products live that I didn't want to have to wait for the labels to get to the manufacturer and them to put the labels on themselves. So I would literally just order the labels to our house, the empty bottle or the blank bottles to our house. And we're sitting there wrapping these labels one by one because I wanted to save like a week. And so that, and they were all crooked. Mine were crooked, hers were probably straight. Um, <laughs> I was like, I don't care, let's get these things out. And so was in such a hurry to get those things going. Here we have our very first success story that we've ever, from our training other than myself, I guess, uh, was this guy named David Paul Doyle. This is his brand today. Uh, early on though, like it didn't take him more than a month at most to wrap his head around like, hey, I should do this thing a little bit higher quality. So he immediately upgraded his branding, his packaging, his customer service, all those kind of things. And he's had his ups and downs. I mean, y'all may know better than I do where he's at now, but I know at one point his business was probably worth I don't know, at least 15, 20 million dollars or something like that. Uh, but yeah, he did a really good job and he dominated that market for a long time. Uh, and it was partially his branding, partially customer service. That stuff made his brand way more sticky, but he was selling the same freaking products, but he took the time and effort to upgrade his branding and packaging. Yeah, and some of our design, um, so he had this interesting background, some of our design that I think we've done well on some of the, some of the things, was just because like one designer is like 10 times better than another one. Not necessarily 10 times more expensive, it's just sometimes like my experience was like some people like they're designers and they've done a bunch of experience but they're like terrible. And the other ones, they're same cost but they're 10 times better. So sometimes it takes cycling through these but I think the goal, regardless of how you get there, and you can always ask any of these people that have really good design, like how have you done it? Like uh, Eduardo and Denise, their website, their packaging also looks amazing so they've solved this problem also. I think the thing is to solve the problem not necessarily that there's one perfect solution to doing so, but I think you can't settle for having poor quality design, packaging, that sort of stuff anymore if you're trying to get to 10, 20, 30 million dollars. Because like some of the points Ben made were interesting. Um, he was talking about having like a big vision for your company. I think the same thing applies to some of this stuff. If your product design, your packaging design is super high level and high quality, that's not going to hurt you when it comes to getting partners, getting affiliates, getting high level employees. Um, new customers all excited about your business, even if it's the same exact products and stuff. Um, so up-leveling this stuff, I think is a huge opportunity for a lot of us. So for example, if I wanted to enter this market, I just pulled this up because I kind of remember from back in the day, like vitamin C serum, and I was like, for whatever reason, this would apply to literally any market. And so if my goal was like, I'm gonna enter this market, say it's a new product you wanna add to your brand or a new, whole new brand you wanna start, but more likely a new product, 
then the first thing I would do is first off, find out what people like and don't like about the product. What are the features, that sort of thing. Then I'd also look at like, what is their level of quality? And because if you're going to enter this market, you've got to be at least as good as them on the design side, but then also be as good or better than them on the product side or have something unique. But this is an important part, is being able to at least match their quality. And I'm not even talking about like their Amazon image optimization. I just mean their labeling and branding sort of quality. Also looking at their website, like this True Skin, they have, for me, I think a super nice website, really clean, nice use of white space. Um, and I'm not, <laughs> this, is, this is not my sort of forte, but I just know from looking at this stuff enough uh, that you can get a designer to figure all this out. Uh, and so this, I would also be looking at their website because nowadays we're not just thinking Amazon, we're thinking omnichannel. And so you also want to look at their website and make sure you can at least meet or match their quality. But yeah, I mean, I think a big part of it is caring. Like I know a lot of times like you'll run into a, a speed bump because like, you know, some designer is terrible, developer is terrible, something breaks or whatever. I don't think the solution is to like settle for good enough. I think at some point when your business, like all of you all is at the revenue level you're at, at some point you've got to one way or another get that thing bumped up. And maybe you have to ask for referrals. Like if I, if I was trying to figure this out and be like, how do I have, I'd find somebody who has a website that's super nice, like them, I'd ask them, I'd ask you know, whoever else in this room, Claudio and them, uh, like how did you all accomplish this if I wanna get there and then start going from there. And maybe they don't have an answer, maybe they do, but that's how I would try to figure it out because I do think that it's uh, super important. All right, so hopefully you enjoyed that part one of the three levels of product positioning. Tomorrow, I'm going to release part two, and you're going to see the next level of this where things get way more interesting. And so if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcasting platform or subscribe to my YouTube channel, and I'll see you tomorrow.